It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome, everyone, to Inside Sources. Great to be with you on a Monday. As always, I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News, and this is the fastest 60 minutes in radio. We have a lot of ground to cover, as always, and we will attempt, as we always do, to slow things down just a little bit, take a little more measured approach, separate the rage from the reason, and help you make the news make sense today. And uh, obviously there was a a lot of activity on the national political scene over the weekend in uh, nearby Nevada. Uh, You had the uh, Democratic uh, race there that uh, came out about as we predicted with uh, Bernie Sanders uh, taking the lead there and a little bit of momentum as they march on to South Carolina. We'll break that down uh, just a little bit. Also uh, coming up on the show today, we're uh, very excited. We'll have uh, Jan Garbett, uh, latest entrance into the gubernatorial race, will be joining us live in studio. She's just filed her paperwork, uh, so we look forward to having a good chat, uh, getting her perspective and her vision, why she's in the race and what she wants to do as Utah's governor. Uh, Also today, coming up at 1135, over the weekend, uh, obviously we've had a number of the Democratic uh, candidates for president running through the Beehive State as we march towards Super Tuesday. And on Saturday, I had the opportunity to sit down with uh, Hawaii Representative uh, Tulsi Gabbard, and uh, we'll play a little bit of my conversation with her coming up at 1135 today. Uh, so let's let's break a few things down and uh, let me know what your perspective is coming out of a, a real crazy weekend and what will be a, a really fast-moving week this week. You can always do that on the Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line, 57500. Again, 57500, Utah Community Credit Union, KSL text line. Want to know what's on your mind today, what your perspective is. All right, so as we look at the Democratic race for the presidency, for the nomination, uh, who will have the opportunity to take on President Trump in the fall, things clearly got heated last week in the debate starting on Tuesday and then uh, rolled right through uh, the end of the week and uh to me, the interesting thing is is what's next. So we're moving into this next phase. Uh, South Carolina is next uh, this coming Saturday. And if you look at the polling in South Carolina, uh, very interesting. Uh, Joe Biden continues to lead. He's got about a four, four and a half point lead on uh, uh, Bernie Sanders. And so then Sanders is in second. And then in third is Tom Steyer. Tom Steyer has uh, spent about $17 million in South Carolina. So he has sort of done the Bloomberg uh, treatment uh, there in South Carolina, so he's positioned pretty well. And remember that Mayor Bloomberg is not on the ballot uh, in South Carolina, so he's going to continue to kind of uh, spend his money and his focus on the Super Tuesday states where there will be 1,357 delegates at stake, about a third of the total. And uh, that's going to be the fascinating thing. And, of course, that's where Utah is in the the middle of the mix. Utah's playing a role for the first time on a Super Tuesday. 
And uh, so you're going to see a, a lot of ads continue to roll here in the Beehive State. Uh, I think we'll have more candidates coming back through uh, over the next little bit. Uh, also, we've got a debate coming up tomorrow from South Carolina, which will also be interesting uh, because you saw in the last debate, you saw Elizabeth Warren, who I think is sort of on the uh, this is the beginning of the end for Elizabeth Warren campaign. Uh, Bernie Sanders has clearly galvanized the base of the Democratic Party. And I'll tell you, he's done that uh, by getting people connected to the cause. Uh, He has done uh, what President Trump was able to do in 2016, and that is to create this grassroots uh, group that felt like they were needed and felt like someone had their back. And that's what Bernie Sanders is attempting to do and has done quite well to the point that Elizabeth Warren has sort of run out of lane. Uh, There's just she can't get left of Bernie. And she has no move to move to the right uh, because there's a a whole host of of people over there, Uh, which I think if you are a Democrat, that's the interesting challenge is you have uh, Bloomberg, Biden, Buttigieg and Amy Klobuchar all trying to be that pragmatic, centrist, galvanizer, bring people together kind of person. And because of that, they are splitting up the vote in such a way that Bernie Sanders is really benefiting from that. And unless a few of those folks decide they've had enough and get out of the race, then I think Bernie Sanders will continue to chip away. Now, here, here's one of the things that you need to, to look at. If you're keeping score at home and watching the Democratic uh, race for the nomination, there's two interesting things. Last time around in 2016, it was really just a head-to-head between Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton. So Hillary Clinton had the establishment, the more moderate, uh, pragmatic side of the party, Bernie Sanders had the base, and they went at it, and and Hillary won uh, very closely. It was a very close uh, contest as it relates to the delegates, uh, which is what really matters. Uh, Now, the interesting thing is because of the way the Democrats decide things, everything is proportional. So even though we have over 1,300 delegates available coming up next week on Super Tuesday, uh, no one's really going to be able to get too far ahead because it's not winner-take-all. If it were winner-take-all, then Super Tuesday would really be the deciding factor in the race. But because it's proportional, no one's going to get really far ahead. And so even if Bernie Sanders does very, very well next week, uh, he's not going to amass enough delegates to to declare everything is over. Uh, The flip side of that is also interesting to think about, and that is as long as all of these other candidates stay in the race— it will also be very, very difficult for anyone to catch Bernie Sanders. Uh, so that's an interesting uh, thing that's going on inside the Democratic race. We're going to follow that wall to wall here at KSL News Radio and on uh, Deseret.com as well. Uh, we'll have a special uh, preview next uh, Monday, Monday night. We'll do a special uh, session uh, to get everyone ready for Super Tuesday as, as we roll on through that. Uh, I wanted to hit one thing non presidential uh, today. Uh, and that is, uh, many of you know that I, I really get exhausted by a lot of the regulatory things that happen, uh, especially at the federal level, but they happen at the state level as well. Uh, my good friend Scott Rasmussen, our uh, polling partner, uh, put out an interesting, he puts out a number of the day every day. And the, the number of the day today is 20. And the reason it's 20 is because in New York, a state judge has ruled that developers of a almost completed, nearly completed 52-story condo tower, that they're going to have to remove 20 stories. 
so that they can be uh, in alignment with the zoning laws. Now, any of you who've been to New York or who have looked at uh, their laws there, the zoning laws are just an incredible labyrinth of just messy stuff, uh, ripe for corruption in in 27 different ways. Uh, But the the interesting thing in in New York is you can only build, you know, in certain areas, you can only build so many stories, uh, so tall of a building. Uh, But, but in their regulatory regime, you can actually purchase the unused stories of adjacent buildings or adjacent properties. So if the the cap is at 20 stories, but the person next door only built a 10-story building, you could purchase their extra 10 stories. Now, the interesting thing in this particular scenario is this building, because of the way they tried to get enough stories to to build a 52-story structure, it is a 39-sided zoning lot. <laughs> That's how they chose to get around the uh, the, uh, the regulatory uh, scheme there. Uh, but now the judge is saying, you know, 30, 39-sided lot is just a little bit uh, of a stretch. So now they're being ordered. Initially, they were ordered to take 20 stories off of the building. Now I think they've decided that would be too dangerous to actually remove all those stories. So, so who knows? Uh, one more Interesting historic note in the regulatory regimes of the country, Uh, but it's one that, again, we always have to watch uh, because as the regulations rise, uh, the ways around it uh, get bigger, and then a lot of times you end up with those that are unaccountable uh, making a lot of those decisions, those who don't stand before the people, uh, whether that's at the national level or the the local level, Uh, and that becomes the, uh, the real big challenge there. Well, as we look at the state of Utah, Obviously, uh, the gubernatorial race is heating up and getting closer by the day, and interesting things continue to uh, evolve and develop there. Uh, And I think this is a a critical election for the state uh, because we are in a unique position. I think Utah is poised uh, not to just be the crossroads to the West, but the crossroads to the world. And I think that's why it's it's an appealing place uh, for people to, uh, to want to seek office. And we have some very interesting uh, candidates already in the race. And we're going to add one more officially today. And uh, she's going to join us next here on KSL News Radio. So we're going to go ahead and step aside just a little early for this break so we have time. When we come back, Jan Garbett will join us live in studio right here on KSL News Radio.